0: September. It is Tuesday. We missed yesterday. It's um, super hot out here. And now humid, thank God, because we're having a ton of fires all around Southern California. And um, I do want to apologize for yesterday. I did not know until about an hour prior to the show that um, I couldn't do the show. And it it was a crazy story, but it's it's how to be kind in your own mind. I mean, if it was ever a show and how we make decisions, it's by trusting our guts and knowing what to do. But um, yesterday, my, my daughter was away, and, and they drove back last night or Sunday night, and they get home. And I get a text saying, I've been home, and, and we have locators on our phones so like they could find me or I could find them at any given time. And I don't really use it very much, but we had a ton of fires while they were gone, so I wanted to let them know if the electricity was out in their area to come over here to my house. And so um, she writes to me the night before, because I said goodnight and I went to sleep, and she wrote me after I slept, we're home. And um, check your locator and tell me if it works. So I wake up in the morning and I check the locator and it tells me she's at this super weird address in not a great area. And I'm like, what the heck is she doing over there? And normally she wakes up early like I do. And so I text, I'm like, what are you doing at this address? And then I'm like, Mama, if I don't hear from you, I'm going to cancel my show and go to that address. And it was now 430-something. So I'm freaked out because she told me she was home. So how did, after 10 o'clock, this happen? So I wake up my son, and I say, we're going to check on your sister And I didn't want to call her fiancé because I didn't want to wake everybody up. Probably I should have. But, no, I get in the car and I go to check on her. Finally, I get there and I'm leaving her all these texts. She wakes up and she writes me and says, I just woke up. Sorry, I just woke up. And I thought, well, is that her? But the way she said woken up, I kind of thought it was. But by then I was already there. And I'm sitting in the car with my son, and I think my heart was literally in my throat the whole time. So I get there, and she says, listen, I don't live far from there. Obviously, I knew that, but I was not thinking, why don't you come and see me? And she's like, God, I'm so sorry. And so I get to her house. I hug her in the street, and my body shook and cried in such a way to just hold her and know she was okay. And I said, but look at my phone. Look at where my phone is telling me where you are. And she goes, oh, my God, how how can it do that? I don't know how it did it, but it gave me a wrong location because I thought someone either stole her phone. I don't know why she would be in this place. I did go to that address. It just was this quiet house with all the lights out because obviously it was 5 o'clock in the morning But there was a light on in the back, and it kept telling me she was in the back of the house. And I could not believe that. And it gave me a wrong location for her. And the the more interesting part of the whole thing was I would not have even checked it had she not said, check it and let me know if it's working. Just check it and let me know. So we always go for a walk in the morning. She says, Well, why don't you stay and I'll follow you guys for a walk? Well, I have to tell you, it took me all day. And I did take a nap because I got so, um, I couldn't come down because that kind of thinking that my brain went through going to find her and then finding her, it just was such a variance in feelings that I just. Didn't really want to talk to anybody. I just needed to be quiet. And while we were walking, I cried twice just looking at her. And that was my day. It just ended up encompassing my day yesterday. But, boy, when you spring into action and you just need to take care of your kids, I realized I would do anything. I would kill or be killed, one of the two, um, to save people so it was just to save my daughter um it was just unreal and when I came home I I had to be kind to myself I told her well, why don't you come on make us something to eat before you go and we she came back and she was talking to me she goes you're not here yet are you and I thought no I may not be for the rest of the day it'd probably be good if I just stay alone so in terms of being kind with ourselves, which is something that Francis asked about and on a quote, like, why don't you do a show on this? And the quote was that any negative words we use to describe our lives is what is running our lives. And I realized that even yesterday, I, I knew I could hear Christ telling me she was okay but I'm a human being, and I had to see her. I had to hear her. I had to see her. I didn't care how that was going to happen, but I needed to do that. And I thought after that I needed time, so I carved some time out for myself. I tried to do things that made me happier, and I know it's going to sound funny to say this, but to clean and organize actually brings me joy. And I recognized that, okay, I care deeply for everybody that I know and can help. But, you know, there's a place where you draw a line and and you find out when it comes to helping your family or other people, there is no line. There's just helping. And there's these things we do to be kind to ourselves. You know, we recognize, okay, this this is hard, but I have to do it. And you get that adrenaline, you get that energy, but it goes through everyday life as well. Because being kind in our minds does change how we react to every single thing we do forever. Forever. Because when we learn to separate what we can and cannot do, When we understand what makes us feel safe, when we stay in the present, and I don't mean like, hmm, I'm in the present, I'm in the present, I'm in the present. It means that in that moment, that's all you're doing. You're not like, well, as soon as I finish this, I'm going to jump to this, and then I'm going to jump to that, and I'll never finish. That's putting a gun to your head. Why do we need to live like that? And if I ever got a reminder, I got that yesterday because my mind transferred from that to, oh, and then I want to do this, but it's just too hot because we don't have air conditioning, and it's been super hot out here. And yesterday there was like this added layer of humidity, which we don't get very much. But it gets me like this weird place all day, and then at night I start to wake up, and, and of course, I want to go to sleep. But it's it's a funny thing that happens, but I just said, well, This is what August is like every year. This is what September is like every year. So let me just do this in the afternoon and let me get as much as I can done in the mornings and then I'll get what I can done at night. And it's okay. The world is not going to end. Again, what you can separating, what you can control and what you cannot. Giving yourself recognition, and I know this one's going to sound funny, but let's say you put off doing something, and instead of saying, well, I finally got to it, well, I finally finished it, now I have 10 other things to do, or you start giving yourself no place to land, give yourself recognition and say, you know what, thank you for doing that today. You've wanted to do it for a long time. You did it. I know you enjoyed doing it because you did it, and now you're done. Kind of in the third-person kind of way. But we need to address ourselves as people because that's exactly what we would say to our kids, to our partners, to our friends, to our coworkers, and we deserve self-respect. So when you recognize yourself, like, wow, I'm raising this person. I know everything about this person. I know more about them. And they'll probably be the only people in the whole world that when they're younger, because when they get older, they become their own thing. And there's a lot you might not know, but you do know their foundation. But you will know more about them than they know about themselves because you knew them prior to them being born because you were pregnant with them. And they already exhibited certain characteristics in the pregnancy that you had. So giving yourself recognition that, wow, you know, I had a child and I'm literally doing my best to raise them. Wow, thank you for doing that. Thank you. Thank you for giving your time for others. Thank you for sitting still for a while and giving yourself time. Because what happens when you're kind in your own mind and you can give yourself recognition and you carve that time out in your day, you know, probably only take five minutes and five minutes may even feel like a long time to recognize your efforts in your life, to be able to forgive the things that you may not like and say, hey, you know what? I may not like that, but I still have an opportunity to do that better. That's taking good care of yourself. That's having compassion for your soul. Because what happens when you become kind in your own mind? Because something happens other than some open-door mental health where you're not constantly talking about what you can't do. But now you can see what you can do. You can visualize it. You can think about it. And you can see yourself completing it. Even though you don't know how, you can see that it will get done and you start to plan for even after that. Like, okay, after I, you know, clean out this room, then I want to... Reorganize it and I may not decorate it right away. I'm going to wait and see what comes to me. Instead of I got to do it today, 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 well, that was the best table I could find in short notice. What short notice? There is no short notice unless we do that in our heads. So, what is happening as we're being kind in our minds? Something very important. And that's an inner advocate. We start to advocate for ourselves. We start to stick up for ourselves. And we start to recognize our voice and the voice that comes in that isn't ours. Because let me give you a great example of that. Yesterday, probably maybe just an hour before I went to bed, I looked didn't breathe regularly all day. I I would have to like catch up with these big breaths because the relief that I felt was matching the craziness I felt early in the morning. And finally I said, hey, you, you should really be happy right now. I know it was hard today. I know that whatever it was, I was feeling, you know, just knocked me on my butt. But what happened as a result of what happened today? Because you know what? Everything's okay, and that's all you wanted, wasn't it? You wanted to see and hear your daughter, and you did. Appreciate. Just be grateful. Because a lot of good happened today. My daughter felt so loved and so cared for and couldn't believe that I did that. And I was actually embarrassed to tell her. I told her, I don't think you want to know what I did. She didn't know what I was saying, but I really was saying that, God, I went to this address. I woke up your brother. I canceled my show, and I came to find you, not ever thinking my phone could ever be wrong. You want to talk about technology, but it was wrong because the other funny part to the whole story was once we met to walk and I asked for her location, my phone, I probably need a new phone. My phone is like five years old, and I'm I'm pretty sure I need a new phone right now, but it was telling me that she was inside of the ocean, 1.2 miles in the ocean. So my phone was just nuts in itself, but this is how I found out. But I reeled myself in. That little inner advocate came out and fought for me. Instead of letting me get swept up in the waves of any kind of anxiety or more fear, like, well, if that didn't happen, well, this could then happen. Or, you know, what if something happens? Well, yeah, well, what if? That's, that's every day. But I said, but look what you did. You found out for every parent you've ever seen on television who's gone as far as actually not being able to find a child or someone being hurt. You know exactly what they feel like now. God bless a human life that's lost and how it affects a family. Then I even took it further in my mind. I said, oh, wow, you know, about 190,000 people died of Coronavirus in our country, that's 190,000 families. So let's times that just by 10. Kids, husbands, aunts, uncles, grandparents, whoever's in that mix. Let's just say 10. How many people has that affected who lost someone that they love? How could we say that that's okay because without us it would have been 2 million people? But yet nothing was really pushed forward, properly stop this. And then we say, but our numbers are good. And I say, well, you know, the rest of the world had this issue. Why aren't they dying in groves? And I started thinking of the value, the deepest essence and value of a human life. And how important each life is. It's a life. It's got a complete working system within a body that has to work properly to live. And how when we don't care about one, ultimately we don't care who dies because we just figure as long as we get what we want, we'll go on. Go on to what? Not feeling safe because we don't take care of each other? Look at how safe my daughter felt yesterday. So as my brain was cultivating these thoughts, that little inner advocate came out and started telling me what to be grateful for instead of the shock of reliving that shock that I felt when my phone told me something that wasn't true. Look at how the truth the situation and look at how the lack of truth accelerated it. So instead of going to bed with all of that, that little talk, that little inner advocate that lives inside of every single one of us when we are kind to ourselves, and being kind to ourselves isn't one day of taking care of ourselves, it's in our worst moments our scariest moments, that that comes out. It's the work we do every day in our own minds for that inner advocate to come out and say, hey, you, let's look on the bright side, okay? i let you kind of be scared all day, but what did that really do for you? So now, from now on, we'll probably always appreciate our time together. Most likely never, ever Think of it as not a big deal that we get to see each other. That health and life and caring is more important than anything else around us. At the end of the day, everything that we own, everything that we have means nothing to us when we don't feel like we have each other. It loses its value because its value is inflated. Over and above our inner value and how we feel about ourselves and about each other. Staying connected to those feelings isn't just about being positive. Because yesterday there was nothing positive in that moment to me other than knowing I want to hear or see my daughter. It was scary as heck. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't hear my son talking. He just finally stopped. I just needed to get there. Overreacting and making a big deal until you know what to make a big deal about. Doesn't mean it's easy. Doesn't mean you may like it but it gave me something I could not have ever felt. It happened to me one other time when we couldn't find my son about six or seven years ago and his car was stalled in a parking garage and his phone wasn't getting reception and I didn't know why he was so late and and now it's happened to both children. It happened to each of them when they were younger, once each. That feeling that Whatever's going to come, you're going to have to deal with. But then appreciating, that appreciation that comes into play, that inner advocate that says, hey, wait, things worked out. Yeah, I know it was a hard hit. Yeah, I know it colored your whole day. But thank you for taking care of yourself in this process. Thank you for knowing enough To treat yourself to some time. To just let things go for a day. Separate what you can and can't do. Stay in the present. Not, well, you know, I'm going to do it. Just, this is all I can do. Because being kind in our minds is just finding a, a way to work with ourselves. We don't need to boss our brain around. We just need to listen and acknowledge ourselves like, hey, this is what I'm saying. And then if some weird, random, fearful thought sneaks in, you got to say, hey, wait a minute. I'm also my own advocate and I don't like that thought, so I don't need it. I don't need to be more scared. I don't need to be more upset. I can take a breath. Everything is what I hoped for. It is the best case scenario. Observing our mind, retraining our mind to reroute how we think comes by us talking back to the voice of the bully, the voice of fear, the voice of doubt, the voice of worry. I was just Yesterday, I saw that address. I'm like, what are you doing here? I didn't hear from her. But I thought, Wow, her phone is working, though, because the message was delivered. Oh, that's weird. Maybe someone just stole her phone. And until now, I don't know why I was not getting the truth, but I wasn't. So I had my mind to deal with and to make peace with my mind and telling myself, hey, these are my thoughts right now. This is the best I can do. I'm doing it. There was no way I could just sit and and do the radio show and good morning and talk as though nothing is going on. I could not even talk. I couldn't eat my breakfast. I didn't even want to drink water. I was lucky if I was breathing past enough to survive. But that's compassion because we're going to hit things that scare the heck out of us. And even in that time, to understand what we can and cannot do. And to do what we can and to understand what we cannot. That is such a connection that when you have that with yourself, it will never go away. Any big decision now gets marginalized into, is this right for me? Yeah, everyone wants a big house, but do I? A big house is a lot of work. You have gardening, you have bugs, you have to keep everything clean, you have to have everything done on the outside and it's a lot of work on the inside. And is bigger better? Are you going to heat the house and do you need that much space? Is bigger better? Ask yourself. You may find out you like smaller Places where you could actually see everybody in your house. And you might find out even in your own house, you only use three rooms other than the bedrooms, the kitchen, the bathrooms, and the family room. Everything else is like extra. Why do we need that? Separate what we can and cannot do. Balancing outside and inside worlds, meaning what you think and what you hear. Make peace with your mind. Have those kinds of conversations like, hey, I actually got what I wanted today. Why do I feel like I'm chasing my tail? Why do I feel that? That's weird. Why do I feel that? Oh, it's because I haven't yet learned to reroute my thoughts in my own brain and retrain my mind that I'm already okay. We are all already okay. If somebody were to meet you or you've seen an old friend or you've seen a current friend when you were out shopping and you guys talk and you tell them how good your day was or you just ask them how they were and they see you, they would never know what you're battling in your mind. Like when you walk away and you go, oh, my God, I'm so glad that's over. I I was just so tired, but I had to talk. Instead, you would be saying things like, wow, it was so nice to see them. It was really nice to be part of that conversation today. I'm so glad I ran into them. They just reminded me of days I really enjoyed, and I can enjoy today too. Why am I taking that away from myself? Being your inner advocate in retraining your mind to spit out the stuff that gets in your way of you taking care of yourself. Because then every decision you make will be made with that same care. It is the highest level of respect to learn to respect ourselves because what happens when you know how to do that you understand the value of respect when you talk to anybody else in life in any decision that you make. You guys, I love you so very much. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www dot Nadia